had, they sold everything they had and laid the money at the apostles' feet. And ladies and gentlemen, they did not give a tithe of their lands. They didn't give a tithe of their houses. They sold the whole house and laid the money. All the money at the apostles' feet. You are talking about New Testament. In the New Testament, the giving was more aggressive than the Old Testament. Oh, you are not understanding me. You are not understanding me. I like, I like the people who normally say, but you see, when you go to the Roman Catholic Church, and when you go to Methodist Church, and when you go to Presley, they don't receive funds, and they don't do fundraising like these modern day churches. You know what they do in the Catholic Church? Things some of the people who are blessed in the church can do. The rest of the people, even if you don't emphasize tithe, you don't emphasize offering, you don't emphasize pledges, it doesn't matter because one or two individuals are doing it. Let me tell you people, there are five people in this building today. If they decide to give an offering according to how God has blessed them, everyone in this building can go home without giving an offering and the church offering will still be good. I'll give you an example. Listen, there are ten people here in this building. Let me say even five. Who can write a check of 10,000 Ghana cities as an offering and they won't die. In fact, by tomorrow, they won't even feel that it has left their account. If those five people get the 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000, five of them alone, that is 50,000. All the shouting during offering, shall we turn to Malachi chapter this? Shall we turn to First Corinthians? It will not be necessary. It will be first Bogatanga and the thing is done instead of First Corinthians. So you know what? The reason for the first offering, second offering, pledges is because of the rich who have hardened their hearts. No, the rich among us have determined that what is theirs is theirs. If the rich among us were generous, that all these five cities of a money and say this is tight. And sometimes, Pastor Mike, when they are coming to stand in front with the tight, my stomach, as if I should tell them, Ma, Kintazire, go and sit down, please. Let's give you money. Don't even give an offering. This year, I told mommy, I said, Pearl, I'm not doing possessing the land rally. I won't do it. And I told her the reason is. When those old ladies come from the villages and I walk out of the room and see some of them, sometimes for three days I can't sleep. Poverty. And I'm asking, so do they have children? Do they have sons? Do they have daughters? They're poverty. Today when I was coming in and I saw one of them walking, I told my wife, I said, Pearl, when will God give us buses to be carrying these our women? May the Lord bless some of you. Not just to be given tight with three buses. I see you come and pack three buses. Brand new buses. 33 seater. And you say, Daddy, come and look at something. Look what the Lord has done. God has blessed me. I'm making this donation of buses to the church. I'm making this donation of vehicles to the church. I've just built a house here. Can, can you get some homeless people to go and live in it? That is the kind of level we shall reach. And anybody that is clapping, that thing is yours. Receive it in the name of Jesus.
Mayagodo Cabana. Oh, you see, brother Isu, we are we are in the new covenant, and the tithe, the ten percent, is the old testament. Fine, but I'm telling you, when it comes to the new testament, old testament, Cain gave a wrong offering to God and pleaded with God said his punishment is too great for him and God still spared him and the man went ahead and built a city and named it Enoch after his son go to the new testament where grace was rather supposed to apply and ask Ananias and Sapphira let me tell you what they would tell you they would tell you that they were in grace and what the Bible said, and a certain man, it means they knew him. His name was Ananias. His wife was called Sapphira. I will not be surprised if they were church elders. Because the Bible is mentioning some people's name. So Ananias saw Barnabas and co-selling their land and giving the money to the church. But this man also sold a possession. God gave him grace to have a possession. But I told you, every man according as he purposes in his heart. Then I told you about grace. Then I said according to the work. People are needy. People are broke. People are hungry. They are trying to help them. Ananias sold the land. And verse 2, he kept back part of the price. I will not be surprised if he, what he brought was more than 10%. What Ananias brought may be 50% or 60%. We are not told the percentage, but I believe it was more than tithe. So there are times for you, the tithe is not enough. Get back part of the prize. His wife also being privy to it. And brought a certain part of it, a certain part. Now we don't know whether it was 10% or 20% or 30% or 40%. But like I told you, with conservative thinking, casual observation, and maybe a rather quick look at what is written here. Just analyzing it a little bit. I think maybe it was more than 10%. He brought a certain part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is New Testament gospel. Jesus had died. He had risen from the dead. Grace is available. Cain did not die after giving the wrong offering but now Ananias in the New Testament because to whom much is given, much is required. Verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Verse 4. Whilst it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied unto men, but you have lied unto God. Stop there for now. Stop there for now. So every month, you have a chance to tell whether you are telling the truth or not. The truth. Or you are lying. Last week, I received two different stories. Finance chairman told me a story about somebody who had a need. And when we asked the person, the person who told us a different story. You know, 
There are small, small lies we tell in the church. Sometimes, they even destroy people's integrity. Now you wrote a letter, he said, I need some money, I'll pay back. It's like a loan. When we ask, you say, no. I asked for financial assistance. I didn't ask for loan. I'm kitty kitty be a what? Mudu and Yamifia, one day, Ujina Huana. So Ananias brought some of the price, the money, put it down, and said, like Barnabas did, me too, this is the whole money. Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? There are some of the things you do in church. It's not God that filled your heart. It is not your own mind that filled your heart. Satan has filled your heart. And Satan doesn't only fill your heart to fornicate or do witchcraft. He fills your heart to lie. So you can have 10 Ghana, you can have 100, 100 Ghana cities and the tithe is 10 and you take 5 and come and stand here on tithe day and say here is my tithe. I see you more faithful in your giving to God. Ananias, he said, when, when you came back part of the prize, so now, God has escalated this thing beyond tithe. Verse number 4. Why is it now? Verse 5. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on them that heard these things. So we are seeing something more than the tithe. Spiritual babies can tithe. 10%. When you are growing in the Lord... You are looking at more than tithing. We have shown you Abraham, Jacob, Mosaic law, godly, godly response to redemption. In all of it, I believe that the ten percent is the place you can start. But along the line, you have to give sacrificial. This church has been used to sacrificial giving. No, this church, this church is where it is because of sacrificial giving. I remember in the beginning of the church, people would sell their bicycles and sell their motorbikes. We didn't have car to sell. But I remember at the time we were going to build this building, buy this land, and build the place where the old school was. Mommy and I, we went to sell our wedding clothing. Wedding gifts. In 1988, we were raising funds. And mommy and I didn't have money, so we took our wedding gifts. I told her, I said, Pearl, you know, these, our wedding gifts must be sold. Where are your shoes? She brought them. Where are some of the plates? She brought them. I also gathered mine. We took them to Saratu store to sell. Every day, I have to pass there and peep into the shop, whether they have bought our things or not. And they were not bought. Did they finally buy them? Finally they bought them. And that is how we got the money to pay our pledges. Some used to sell their bicycles in those days. I remember a church member. I didn't have a television. XT bought his television. He came to me and said, Pastor, I cannot watch television when you have none. Take it and watch it. The day you get yours, I'll come back for it. So me and mommy were watching the TV until we got ours. Then we gave him his television. He got a pickup. He said, 
Pastor, I cannot drive when you are walking. He gave me the pickup. But that is the pickup I used to drive, to learn how to drive. Because a church member said, I cannot drive when my pastor is not driving. I got the opportunity to buy my first car together with mommy. We said, no, we cannot be driving when church members are walking. We gave the church the money to buy a bus. And the name of that bus was called Azara. How many of you remember Azara? Whoa. The first time we had the opportunity to buy a land, we said we cannot build. We can't build. Let's get the land. Let's give it to the church. That is where the Fountain Gate International School is sitting. That is what we did. The first time we could have built a house, we said we can't build a house. Let's do something. We took that money again. When you go to the primary school, at the nursery, that story building, that is what we use that money for. We built it and we have no house. 25 years in ministry, we were still renting somebody's house. People, this church has a rich record of people giving sacrificially. Taking care of one another. And that is how we've lived as a community up till today. And when I look at the land in which we sit, this land is called Bogatanga and it's in the Upper East region. My prayer is this, that God will really prosper you. Oh, there are many people. If you come here into the first service, second service, you don't see many of those kind of people. But if you came here during the first service, sometimes your heart may break. I don't know how Pastor Richard does it Sunday after Sunday, but every Sunday he has to see them. I believe by now, our church should be having buses, about five or six of them, to help to carry some of these people. Because when I look at the distance, they have to go after worshiping God. We need buses to carry them. Here is Bogatanga moving backwards. From taxi to Kekenapep. In fact, this town has even driven out taxis and replaced them with Kekenapep. And that is because of the poverty level in the region. May you not, in your lifetime, be a poor man. Because of some poor person, you must help. And any of you that is saying, Pastor, today, I have understood you well. How many of you have understood me? You've understood. You've understood me. Lift up your hands to him. Where is Mike? I had a dream about me and you. And we were abroad overseas. You see. And I took you to court. And the reason I took you to court was because. I was wearing a certain belt and you were wearing the same. And I took you to a judge and said they should stop you from wearing that belt. Because that belt is supposed to be mine. Some nice belt with a beautiful buckle. And the judge came out and said, I cannot stop you from wearing that belt. Because you too, you bought it just like I bought it. So they acquitted you. After that, I met you. And then he told me, Daddy, so you see, 
I won the case. They sent me to I can wear the belt. And I told you, I said, you see, that belt is a ghetto, it's an anointing, it's a mantle. And I said, you will carry that mantle and you carry that anointing. Then I was with mommy and some other people. And we walked through a door. But just before we left, then I saw you trying to go and do some work. And the work was not a prestigious work. And you came to me smiling and said, Daddy, I'm going to work. And when I looked at the work you were doing, I'll tell you the work later. I did this, I said. And I spoke in Nabat or Talon. I said, Mike, Bani Pilenia. And your Mansa Bushia, Pile Bushia, Kapapa, Mansia Bushia. I started somewhere before I got to where I am. So, Mike, this is where you start before you wear that ghetto. That work was not a prestigious work. So, I got up by the grace of God, I dream, and God gives me the interpretation. So the Lord said, The devil is a mantle, it's an anointing. And the work is humility. Let this man be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. Very soon you will get some things to do, but the things will look below your standard, they'll look below your level. Some people call you and say, do things. Some of them may even look like insulting. Start from there. Out of that will proceed grace. And I pray in a few years from now, any girdle or mantle I wear and carry, the same shall be upon you. Receive it. Come on, take it. Hey! Tabo see. Now listen, I want us to pray a prayer. Now, Pastor John, you know, I said something during my preaching when I went into salvation and altar call. Pastor Mike, a region where there's poverty, you don't need good preaching. For people to give their life to Christ. You need the gospel. Not in terms of talking. But you need the gospel in action. Pastor John. I can tell you. If every week. We can come to this church. With 10 bags of millet. In the first service. Pastor Richard doesn't need to preach like Charles Spurgeon to fill up, up this building. Jesus said you are looking for me not because of the miracles you saw but because of the food. So there are times people can go because of the food and when they go because of the food then you give them the word. Now, the gospel is preached to the poor. The whole of last week I spent one of I spent about two days writing a chapter of my book. The gospel is preached to the poor. I spent about two days writing it. Oh, yesterday in the night, I decided to look for the Greek word for poor. And he said, it means a beggar 
or a pauper. Yesterday at a certain point, I went to the bathroom area, came, started typing. That was the thing I came to type. What it means to say preach to the poor. Pastor Jeffy, we can never preach to the poor of this land until we have a solution to the poverty. The solution to poverty is prosperity. May God any of you here, if you can prosper to the next level, you will carry your whole family to Christ. When you are the breadwinner, it's very easy to promote your message. I want somebody to stand to your feet. Pray a prayer to God that in the next one year, you want to be taking care of the poor. You want to be taking care of the poor in the next one year. Listen, you can even be a student and take care of the poor. Lift up your voice and pray. Somebody pray. I can't hear that prayer. your life will be a miracle. Come and lift up your voice and talk to him. You will take care of the poor. You will take care of the needy. You will give them hope. Father, make fountain gate chapel. Desert pastures, a church where the poor the poor are fed. The poor are housed. Make us the kind of church where the sick are healed. And we can take care of people's bills and help them. Somebody pray.
look at me. When I was a young boy, one of the times I dreaded most is when they said school is reopening on so and so date. The question I asked myself was, how am I going to pay the fees? And when they said vacation, I was like a madman. Where am I going? Where am I going? Who am I going to stay with? There are many children like that. One year from now. One year from now. May God use you to give people housing. To give them clothing to wear. And food. 